Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers preview. It is actually Wednesday. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> it, it's actually, yeah, great start to the show. It's actually <laughs> Wednesday, but if you're listening on the podcast side, it's Thursday. We didn't, we're not doing this audio on the podcast side until Thursday. So for those that are listening on the podcast side, happy Thanksgiving. We'll be talking about that a little bit later, but let me first welcome in our co-host, Brian Anthony Davis. What's going on, Brian? Gentlemen, not only do I give thanks for both of you, I give thanks to everybody here and I give thanks to about tomorrow at this time that I will be passed out with my pants unbuttoned until the sizzler manager kicks me out. <laughs> The sizzler is open. Dave Schofield, what's going on? Oh, I'm, I'm excited to be here with you guys. It feels weird going a little bit after five o'clock on a Wednesday. I like it. Throw, throws off my, my my schedule. But you know what's really nice? I could actually use trivia that I'm going to talk about on Stat Geek, and I don't ah. have to look up something else because <laughs> Stat Geek doesn't go to tomorrow. So I am I'm excited about that. There you go. There's a there's a silver lining in every cloud. I like going earlier because I'm not falling asleep during the show, so that's always a plus for me. Um, but you know what? It's it's Wednesday, so keep that in mind. If you're listening on the podcast side, you're like, wait a second, why are they talking about the Wednesday injury report? Because we're recording on Wednesday, so therefore we're giving you the latest news that we have. So Dave, let's start off with that. The Steelers, especially on the defensive side of the ball, have been decimated with injuries and issues. Wednesday they got back on the practice field. What did it look like for the Steelers? Well, I was excited because I'm sitting there waiting for the injury report, waiting for the injury report. I'm like, oh, the Steelers just released their practice photos. Let's look at these. Picture number two, boom, one, Trent Jordan Watts. So I already knew that TJ in some capacity was at practice. So he was listed as limited. You know what? I'm okay with that because the drills it looks like he was doing, it looked like he was fine. Another one that I noticed then too was one Isaiah Loudermilk. So the two of them were back limited at practice. Surprisingly, this one kind of caught me off guard that Ben Roethlisberger practiced in a limited fashion. I expect yeah. him to be a, a, a did not practice, especially a Sunday night game, you know, after getting all over you ben COVID. Haters, all you yeah. Ben haters out there that all, uh, he doesn't practice on Wednesdays. There you I, go. I wonder if he, I wonder if he threw it all, you know, because you could still try to run through a lot of practice without making a throw, depending on what they're doing. So maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know, but maybe because he didn't practice all last week, he was feeling a little bit better. But then again, you know, when you're getting over being sick, you don't always feel the best. So that those were the three players that were limited. There were five players that did not practice. Cam Hayward, coach's decision, whoop-de-doo. He'll be fine. Trey Turner didn't practice again with his knee. Now, the same yeah. thing happened last week. He didn't practice that. And remember, he didn't finish with a Week 10 game, and he came out – he didn't practice on Wednesday, but then he was full the next two days and was fine. I'm hoping because he's a veteran guy that they're basically trying to keep him on the same schedule this week. I'm okay with that. But hold on. Before, you leave, before you leave Trey Turner, this is a different injury. He was an ankle. Did, this is labeled as it? a knee. Yes. Really? I I completely missed it. I was thinking it was a it was a knee the first time. Now, I just, maybe I missed too many. I remember no, after I, the game. I think you're right now that you've said it. I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure after the so, Detroit game, he was listed as a, an ankle injury. And now it's li hmm. labeled as a knee. And now I'm thinking to myself, shoot, is this a new injury? I don't know. I, I digress. I'm not Continue. sure. Either. Continue um, with the Okay. But the, 
chlorophyll. <laughs> Sounds really. Oh, oh, oh. I, okay. I'm. I have to take a complete side note now, just because <laughs> what you did. What did I do? Um, that movie was came on TV this past weekend. I haven't watched that movie in probably over 15 years. <laughs> oh my! And it was gosh, the beginning it of it. And and what my wife didn't realize is that I was reciting every line, and I hadn't seen it in that long. Including the gibberish, I even knew the gibberish, the the the, the, the correct way to say it. So anyway, Colonel Sanders. No, <laughs> wait, I no, wrong movie, wrong movie. Yeah, wrong that movie. is the wrong movie, Brian. Yeah. Oh no, 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 Billy, no. Madison. Billy Madison. I actually yeah. saw Billy Madison on the theater. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did I. So gosh, yeah. yeah I, wow, it's weird because his characters are the same in every movie. So. No, that, take that back right <laughs> take now. It back. Shame I'm, on you, Rock Mr. Shooter McGiffin. Gif is going to have a problem. Rock Rock R O K. No, it's R O C K. Oh, the C is silent. The C is silent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here we go. All right. So there were two players that didn't practice. So I had all honestly in getting the injury report article ready, I had already written down they hadn't practiced. And that was JC Hasnauer and Eric Ebron. I'm expecting, honestly, I'm expecting both of them to go on IR. I was yep. expecting Kevin Dotson last week to go on IR, which he did eventually. Um, there's no reason to rush them on before the game, but Hasenauer, maybe not. I don't look for him to have any chance to play this week. Um, and Ebron, they say, could even very well be done for the season. They've already made the move to to sign Kevin Rader off the practice squad. That tells you Eric Ebron is not going to be around for a long time. And the fact they brought in another guard, or sorry, I should say brought back another guard to the practice squad in Rashad Coward, who spent training camp in the first four games of the season with the Steelers. That tells me a little bit more about Hasnauer as well. The only other player that I, we didn't mention yet, and this is the one that you know kind of hurts a little bit, Joe Hayden did not practice with the yeah. foot. Now, I will tell you this. Ooh. Joe Hayden's a veteran, so he could get by without practicing on a, on a Wednesday. But, man, they've lost seven straight games that Hayden wasn't in the lineup. Seven straight games that Hayden didn't play. So I'd really like to see him. I, I'm really hoping he can get back sooner than later. Let's start off this way with the injury report. Brian, I'll start with you. Let's assume Eric Ebron is done. And I mean done as in he's never going to wear a black and gold jersey again because after this season he probably is done. How would you describe Eric Ebron's tenure with the Steelers? He was there. <laughs> and he tried. Yeah, I mean, he no, played hard. He, you know, great enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like, man, I tell you what, there was something, just a sideline shot the other day of Ebron and Pat Fryermuth, and it was so awesome to see. This is a guy that cares about his team, that he's there. I mean, he acts like he's been with the Steelers since he's been a rookie. That's the kind of enthusiasm you get out of Eric Ebron. Signs of brilliance last year. Signs of just one sign of brilliance to get with uh, the one pass play against the Chargers the other day. I mean, he was serviceable. I, uh, I really thought that he was better than better than most people think that he was i uh but the history books are going to read that he was underwhelming to most but i'm just going to say he was there and he was serviceable what about you dave eric ebron's tenure my opinion and this is just my gut feeling so it's a pretty big feeling is that 
Eric Ebron, more than anything, wanted to be a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He 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 bought into being with this team. I don't know that he was the right fit for what they wanted to do with the tight end, but he still came in and did what he could do. Last year, I mean, how many times did Jeffrey Benedict have to bring this up that almost all of Ebron's drops were after he had played more snaps than he ever had in the season? He was playing hurt. He was trying to play through it, and he didn't play well. And that's unfortunately, that's what a lot of Steelers fans are going to remember him by if this is the end of the road for him. But I do want to ask this question. This would have been a great trivia because I don't know the answer to this. Is there any other player in Steelers history that their last play that they played for the Steelers was a, was where they scored a touchdown? Because that's Eric Ebron. Is that the, the play, that, is that, the play that he got hurt? Yeah, he got hurt on the touchdown, didn't play after that. Really? He yeah. has a knee injury. I mean, he celebrated yeah. and stuff. Like it didn't. It's not like he limped off the field. I mean, that's weird. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you get in that end zone, if you get in that touchdown zone, here's the deal. It doesn't matter how bad you hurt. You celebrate because yeah. remember, glory lasts forever. Because chicks. Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> Worst football movie ever. <laughs> All right, come on. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to say this right now. I think in the off season we should have a battle, like a battle of uh, sports movies. Sure, let's do Especially it. Set football it up. movie. I guarantee you that is not the worst football movie ever. Well, no, it's not the worst, but it's. I put it right there with the necessary roughness. Oh no! Yes, Little Giants, maybe, but come on! Whoa, they're, they're whoa! How Don't much of a football? How much of a football movie does it have to be? How much? Go, how much? What, does what, football? Well, what are you talking have about, to Dave? Be Give us the movie you're thinking. Starship Troopers. I've never seen it. That's not a football movie. Where they where they go and fight the aliens? They're playing they're playing a version of football at the beginning of That's it. It's hilarious and it's a terrible movie, but still, I'm just saying it has <laughs> football in it, and it's not a good movie. So I'd put that one down there as a bad one. All right. Anyways, let's get back to the injury report, guys. Which injury, even if they practice in a limited basis, which one is the biggest injury for the Steelers? Like you got to get this player back. Which one is that? Brian. 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 Yeah. Go ahead. So, I mean, obviously, but he practiced today. So TJ Watt is imperative. But for me, the guy that I need more than anything is Joe Hayden there as well. I mean, I want them both. But you can look at some of the other guys. You have other guys can that can step in. Whether I mean, with Hassenauer out, there's guys that can step in. You have no one that's going to fill the shoes of TJ Watt. And probably not for Hayden either. Dave, what about you? What do you think? You had to pick one. Well, th this is crazy because I threw the stat out there already. The Steelers have yeah. lost seven straight games where Joe Hayden did not play. And that really is a thing. And that's including the playoffs. Um, but I also feel that there's less that's there's the of who I'm thinking of, there's the least amount of drop-off to to who's going to come in and play because I think James Pierre isn't playing bad. You know, I'm more concerned about if one Trent Jordan Watts not playing, but he was a practice today, like Brian said. So I'm not as concerned about him because I think he's going to play now. So the other concern to me, even though that's not on the quote unquote injury report is one Minka Fitzpatrick. So I thought he might've been activated off the COVID-19 list today, 
um, in order to practice, but he must not have, he must not be through the protocol. I'm just hoping he can get through it before Sunday um, because, you know, Trey Norwood does a great job when the Steelers can put him in the role that they wanted him in. And he, he played hard, you know, but he was doing things that was outside of what he's normally asked to do. So I think there's the bigger drop off there. I want to see TJ back. I want to see Minka back. I mean, I want to see them all back, but I would put Joe Hayden, even though there's that crazy stat that I keep bringing up third on the list, just because I have more confidence in Pierre than I do the backups at the other two. And then everybody else is just way down the list. Let like me, Ray, look, Ray okay, talking about <laughs> these injured players on the defensive side of the ball, we're talking Hayden, we're talking Watt, and then we'll also throw in Fitzpatrick, even though he's not hurt. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question about the Bengals, which is the opponent for this weekend, Sunday, 1 o'clock, Paul Brown Stadium. Mr. Burrow, Joe Burrow, assuming those three players are in the lineup, does Joe Burrow scare you as a fan? You, there's always been those quarterbacks where you're like, oh, gosh. I mean, Tom Brady has haunted Steeler fans for – over a decade. Um, and you knew that there was going to be a tough game. Joe Burrow's only in his second year. He has beaten the Steelers, but does Joe Burrow scare you at all? Brian, we'll start with you. No. However, I think he's awesome. I re- I really like him. I really like what he's done, but he doesn't scare me if you have Minka Fitzpatrick, if you have Joe Hayden, if you have TJ Watt, just TJ Watt alone kind of minimizes what he can do. So I'm going to say, I think he is going to be a very good quarterback in this league. I think he's going to be a pro bowler in this league. Some people don't think that matters, but I just, I think he's going to be a consistent quarterback, but if the Steelers have the defense that they're supposed to have, then they should be fine. If all those, if all three of those guys are in there, then you're not worried as much about Jamar Chase just uh, blasting past you. You're not because you have not just Hayden in there, it depends where he's lining up, but you have Minka in center field. But the big thing is to have him rattled, and no one's going to rattle you more than TJ Watt. What about you, Dave? What do you think about that? Not yet. I'll give you a great Dave answer because you know he's still young in his career. I think there's a chance that he could get there, but with his trajectory, but not yet. But the about about Joe Burrow scaring the Steelers. My biggest thing right now that kind of scares me a little bit is that the confidence that he may have got from the first game they played, and that was not the that was not the Steelers defense that he was going up against when both T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith were out. I want to see TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith have a meeting of the minds at the quarterback the very first play when they go back to say, oh yeah, Mr. Burrow, this ain't this ain't week three. This ain't week three. You're gonna to have to deal with us today. So let's get after him. The I because of that, that's the biggest thing that I'm concerned with Burrow is that he might have got some confidence going against the Steelers based on the last game. But I really think that that confidence could be broken by one Trent Jordan Watt. Speaking of scaring and Joe Burrow, I said, the question was, does he scare you? Brian, does Joe Mixon in the running game of the Bengals scare you more than Joe? You know what? Not necessarily. I, I don't even know if he does. I, I think he's kind of a, he has not really torn up the Steelers, and that's I don't have his stats in front of me. Now, a lot of people are right now, we're 
we weren't talking about this at the beginning of the season, but now everybody is completely down on the middle, uh, the middle of the field, the inside linebackers. I will say this. You can talk about uh, the inside linebackers all you want, but man, they were getting killed off of the, uh, the sweeps and around the ends when it come, came to Austin Eckler the other day too. So there's, there's a lot of things that you can talk about about the weakness. There's, there are a lot of weaknesses on that defense right now. And a lot of the weaknesses are due to the fact that all these guys are out. I mean, lots of guys out. Those players that uh, were in there and struggling, they they had no help. They were left on an island, and they were, they were getting killed in that game. Dave, what are your thoughts on that in terms of Joe Mixon and the Bengals running game? To me, it's the combination of Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. It's that player that can open it up over the top, which then can allow the running back to 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 do his job running running up the middle because you can't sell out for one for fear of the other. And Joe Mixon, it's not like I mean he has two 100 yard rushing games this season, the, the first game of the season and the last game of the season. Brian said he didn't look it up. So I did while he was talking. Um, he's got a lot of touchdowns this year. I mean, he's already has. Oh my goodness, let me let me look at this here. He already has nine rushing touchdowns this year. So, and he's he's had two per game the last two games. So he's a he's a good quality running back that you have to account for, and because you have to account for him, and you also have to account for that over the top threat. That's what kind of makes you a little bit weaker on one or the other, if, if that makes any sense. So it's the combination that if it was just Joe Mixon, it wouldn't be the same as it is without the other cast of characters. No, I agree. I like your, both of your points there. Let's bring up a, we don't do this often, a Facebook comment. Uh, Eric, I think it's Weedman from Facebook says the Steelers should be fired up. Tyler Boyd said that they gave up last time. I forgot about that. Oh, Brian Anthony Davis, <laughs> Brian Anthony Davis. Do you believe in the bulletin board material or is that just a fan thing? No, you know what? That is real. And the Bengals and bills made it real, real last December when they were letting everybody know that Juju fired them up. Now, did he really? No, they're not. I mean, they're not going to get fired up just because of that, but they're going to remember there's a different kind of embarrassment. And when you're accused of quitting or giving up, if that doesn't hit you in the soul, that's one of the worst comments that one athlete could give to another. Really? Yeah. You know, you can say so many things you could say, Hey, they're not good enough to beat us. That's fine. That's fine. Bulletin board. You can say, Oh yeah, we're going to beat them. And then Bill Cowher says, will you shut up PZ next week? No, <laughs> they shot me in Denver. You know, you, you know that, that's, that's one thing. But when you question the character of a man or a woman, when you question somebody's character, then that's fighting words. And if they don't remember that, then they're not doing their job. The, the captains and the coaches and... Not doing your job if you don't say they accused you of quitting. My gosh, if somebody accused me of quitting, oh, here it comes in the live chat. But if somebody accused me of, of <laughs> quitting, I, I'm I'm fighting. And I don't fight very often. So I hope they are T-I-C-K-E-D ticked off 
going into that jungle and you fire up the ex- Escaloser. By the way, this was my final thought, final thought of the day, but we got to it first. Um, if you're not Mine fired up this off game, to this, because that's his final thought. Yeah, there you go. But if they don't come out looking for blood, my gosh, Cincinnati came out looking for blood because Juju was dancing. They hit him harder in that game last year. They did because they were ticked off. I tell you what, somebody's going to take out Tyler Boyd's legs the first chance they get. If they have any pride, they're going to let them know that you don't talk like that on us. You don't question the character of a man, a woman, a person without them getting hurt. And if they don't get hurt in their head about it, if they if they don't have a fire under their butt, then guess what? They don't have the pride to play this game. Dave, what are your thoughts? You said you remembered. I had totally forgot about the Tyler Boyd yeah. comments, to be honest. But go ahead. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, it was, you know, being from Pittsburgh and everything, because, I mean, come on, who really gave up playing up against, playing against the Bengals was that ugly purple team in the AFC North. That's who they gave up at the end of that game. I mean, my goodness, they were going for it on fourth and seven in their own territory with 12 minutes left. You know, they completely waved the white flag. But anyway, I'm, I'm not as sold on it as Brian, because – it's 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 had some time and the Steelers are dealing with their own issues after a tie to the Lions and a loss in in LA that they have the those are the things that they need to focus on and worry about more now when they step out onto the field do you think they might they might be able to to use that a little bit i hope so but i don't i don't know because they have so many other things that they really need to focus on getting better doing than to worry about just you know making sure we stand up for our honor. I'd, so what's really be, would be nice would be a delightful combination of both, but uh, I'm just, I'm just not as quite as passionate about it as one Brian Anthony Davis. Well, I, I think the thing is too, for me, that the motivation should come from the fact that Bengals have beat you two straight games yes! on Monday night football <laughs> last season. And they beat you at home this season. I mean, if that doesn't motivate you, like I've said a million times on podcasts, well, we have bigger problems. Uh, you shouldn't need Tyler Boyd to run his mouth to get you motivated for this game. It's AFC North ball, as Mike Tomlin says. Uh, it's hot in the kitchen, or whatever <laughs> motto he uses for that. Um, but okay, we're going to talk more about the Bengals here in the second half. I want to get your thoughts on news that happened today on Wednesday. Uh, a former Pittsburgh Steeler, Mr. Hines Ward, Super Bowl MVP of Super Bowl 40, uh, he was a, announced as a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame. We've talked about it before, but I want to get your thoughts. Last season, or I'm sorry, not last season, this year in inductions, he was obviously the one that inducted, um, who, who did he induct? Oh, Alamanica. We've seen it before. You know, it's the Tony Dungy with Donnie Shell. Does Heinz Ward have a good shot, and maybe not this year, but in coming years of actually getting in? Brian, what do you think? I think there's a five-year plan from this point forward for Heinz Ward to get in. I don't know exactly who's in front of the front of them. The big, the big name went in last year and it was Calvin Johnson, who nobody's beaten, you know, nobody's going to beat him to get in. And so he is in right now. I, I need to take a look at that list a little bit more and see the wide receivers. I have not had a chance to do it, but if you make, you're not a contender for the hall of fame until you make it into the semifinals. And I believe this is 25. Is that right, gentlemen? 25 what? 
25 in the semifinals. It's 26 this year. 26. Okay. Yeah. Then it goes down to then it goes down to 15 or 16 or what have you. And then then it's uh the day before the Super Bowl. So when that's announced. But I think this is finally justifying what Heinz Ward has done. So this means that he's in the conversation. I think once you get into that conversation of the semifinals, you're uh, you're gonna get there. It looks, I mean, if you look at Fanica's road, Fanica's road took a long time. And it took longer than a lot of people think it should have. Jerome Bettis's took a long time, and that's way much longer than it should have. But those guys got in. I don't care about first ballot stuff. That first ballot does not bother me. They don't put first ballot on the bust. You're just in. Because once you're in, you're a Hall of Famer, and that's nothing else. You don't talk, nobody talks about first ballot after they're in. I think Hines still has a few years to go, but this is for him to trend up and be in there. That means that he's definitely considered. And then it's you're going to watch some guys get in, like Bert Tavares says, Isaac Bruce gets in first. Yeah. Didn't Isaac Bruce already get in? Torrey Holt did. Torrey Holt, yeah. No, no. Tory Holt's on the list now. Isaac oh, Bruce is so not. This is the other one. I thought Isaac Bruce went in already. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, if I, not, he's I, not a semifinalist. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I have the list right here in front of me. I did not think he did. So, um, yeah. but enough about me talking about it. I'm just saying, yeah, he gets in, but but we're gonna have to wait. All right, Dave. What are your thoughts on Hines? Well, I'll tell you one thing though. If you look at the announcement that was on Twitter from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, they they had a bunch of players that they they had six players on that they had their picture of when they listed all the names. One of which was Heinz Ward. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, but I, I'll probably miss a receiver in here, but because they don't have their their have them listed here. But the ones that I see that are that made the semifinals are Anquan Bolden, uh, Andre Johnson. Uh, Tory Holt, Steve Smith, of course, Heinz Ward, Reggie Wayne, and I think that's it. So that's the wide receivers he's going up against this year. So between, I don't know about you all, but I could see either it being Heinz or it being no wide receivers this year. Um, because I don't know that I'd put him, put anyone else ahead of him. This is his sixth time being a semifinalist. So sometimes you just have to wait it out. Um, he does have the credentials with the Super Bowl MVP. That does really help. And he does have the 1,000 receptions. He has that exactly regular season because he had another 88 in the, in the playoffs. So, um, and who just typed that in in the live chat from us? That Ryan Isaac did. Bruce is in. Right. Okay. I thought so. I, I knew one of I knew one of the Rams got in, and I knew Torrey Holt was still uh, eligible. So I, I think he has a chance. I'm... I'm not going to be like Alan Fanica for the last two years where he went or somebody else who wasn't as good as him went in in place of him for two straight years before he got in. So that, that would be the big thing with me is that uh, if he doesn't make it, I'm not going to say he was robbed like Fanica was the last two years before he did, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping he gets there, but I am looking at it with black and gold goggles on. Yeah, obviously. Well, let me ask you this question. This is just kind of general. For you specifically, individually, 
where does Heinz rank on like your favorite Steelers of all time list? And say, and not again, this isn't like, oh, well, all Steeler fans love Mean Joe. I never saw Mean Joe Green play a snap of football. Wasn't alive. Heinz Ward is <laughs> high on my list. Brian, where yeah. does he fall on yours? Guys, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not trying to give you Dave answer. If somebody asks me who my favorite Steeler is of all time, I can't answer. I've got like 20 <laughs> or 25. Was he high on the list? I mean, he's, high on the, top. He, he's high on the list. He's probably top 10. And because I saw Joe Green, I saw LC Greenwood, who's probably one of my favorite Steelers, who's not in, and he's been mentioned in the live chat. Um, I, I've seen these guys. I've seen most of these guys, except for Dick Shiner. And <laughs> I know that's on Jeff's list, but other reasons for that. Living legend. But Actually without... with Heinz Ward is number one on the list. <laughs> He's a non-living living legend. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Mr. Shiner. <laughs> I got to find out his birthday. We love celebration. Um, you ever think Dick Shiner's family would think that there'd be people talking about him on a podcast in 2021? <laughs> About the Steelers. Well, I, I'm sure they're not thrilled that he's in the Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Name. I mean, so you know, Heinz is, without Heinz, the 2000s aren't as special as what they were. So when you look at that, he's probably one of the biggest reasons that they won both of those Super Bowls. And even though he, he didn't play a lot in the in 43, but he was a decoy. So. <laughs> so I, as far as that goes i i love everything about Heinz ward and he's got to get in there i uh, he he definitely should okay well whole thing aside dave where does he fall on your all-time stealer list just looking at if you would just give me a name and say put him put him in there somewhere i would say top five now if you actually asked me to come up with the names it, it might even be six or seven when I actually have to insert other names in there. But if you're just saying Heinz Ward, where's your risk? I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying top five, you know, lo love me some Heinz Ward. Yeah. Well, for me, like when, when Jerome Bettis retired after Super Bowl 40 and yes, you had a young Ben Roethlisberger, Heinz Ward was the face of the offense mm -hmm. for the rest of his career. I mean, Santonio Holmes was there and he made great play. It was Heinz Ward though. I mean, I'll never Keith rivers will never be the same. And I'll never be the same for watching that play live when he smacked him upside the head and broke his jaw. Now there's a rule in place, the Heinz Ward rule. So Heinz Ward's great. Absolutely great. But I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, don't go anywhere. We aren't going anywhere. But on the podcast side, head over to part two. We'll be right back.